I stand before the crowd, listening for my name. They shall be crucified, this man is who to blame. Love, transform, restore. I turn to see his wretched face. I did not know it was his grace. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my podcast, Love, Transform, Restore. This is the first episode of this podcast. I have been working on getting this podcast ready to launch for a very long time. And the past couple of months has been the first time I've been able to get everything together at the perfect timing to get it launched and available on the platforms that I want it to be on and still working to get it on the other platforms that I desire for this podcast to be on, such as Apple, Google, and possibly even Pandora, which we'll talk a little more about that at the end of the podcast. Um, I'm glad you all are joining me. Um, As I mentioned, I'm very excited about this, something I've been looking forward to a very long time. A number of you have been praying for me for this, and I am especially thankful for your prayers and getting all the necessities and the tools ready and needed to launch this podcast. Now, before we get into the podcast, a few things I want to mention, some guidelines, some rules that I have set out for this podcast, and I just want everyone to be aware of these things. Um, One, if you are not too familiar with podcasts, most podcasts, especially some of your bigger podcasts and those bigger names that have podcasts, usually they are sponsored. This means practically that a company that or some individual is wanting to promote a product or promote themselves on their podcast, so they will pay money to be sponsored, and so there's a number of people who get paid through sponsored podcasts, and I want to inform you that, one, this is not a sponsored uh, podcast, this is not sponsored, so which means that I do this for free, I do not get paid to do this. Now, the reason I mention this is not to put it as a bragging right of any sorts, but I wanted to mention this because it is very important To keep this in mind, as I mentioned, number two. Number two, there will be times that I might promote a Christian business or someone who is a Christian that's doing, um, that's good at a particular hobby that is wanting to get paid for it, such as in crafts or photography and actual Christian businesses, as I mentioned. So just keep that in mind because if I mention these things or if I mention a brother or sister that has a book coming out, this is not them paying me to um, promote it, to sponsor it. This is simply just giving resources available, both in the spiritual realm and also in the secular realm. If you want to do business with someone who is a brother or sister in Christ, so they did not pay for sponsorships or anything. So please keep that in mind. Also, um, speaking of Um, Speaking of things appearing on here, I especially am thankful again for Noah McDonald and his team. Uh, Noah McDonald 
is a student at Fried Hardeman, and him and some students got together and wrote the song that is the theme for this podcast, Song of Barabbas. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying they wrote the song for the podcast. No, they got the song finished, and I was so impressed with it, and I've been trying to figure out what could I use as a song for the theme, and I loved it so much, I asked him if I could use it for the theme of my podcast, and he said, sure, go for it. And I'm so happy he allowed me to do that. And so, very beneficial because my podcast and on the theme has good music, and also this gives a chance to let more people know about the song. Now, this is a podcast, so you're not going to be able to go to a description and click on uh, click on the link to anything. So this is what I'm going to tell you how to get to the song of Barabbas, the theme song of our podcast. And what you will do is you're going to go to YouTube. And when you get on YouTube, you're going to type in song of Barabbas. Now, the thumbnail should be an image of a song equivalent to what you would see on PowerPoint. Um, the single line per slide type deal, like the Papalist hymnal or the E-Praise hymnal, uh, you should see something similar to that in the thumbnail. If you don't, or if you're not sure, uh, one, just look for the acapella of the song talking about Barabbas, because there are a couple of songs that are talking about Barabbas, but this is not the one that Noah McDonald and others have written. So if you're not sure, uh, type in the search bar, Song of Barabbas, by Noah McDonald or Song of Barabbas, Noah McDonald, and you should be able to find it. If you still have issues in finding it, I will post something on my personal Facebook page to be able to find the video. It's an amazing song, and I think more people should learn it. It is a song taking uh, in consideration the view of Barabbas, the individual that was chosen to be released over Jesus um, when they where before Pilate and Pilate have gave the choice to the people on who should they let go. So I encourage you to check that out when you get a chance because it's really awesome, really awesome song. I love it, and I'm just so thankful and giving God, and I give God all the glory and all of this coming together, and especially and them allowing me permission to use, use their uh, song in this, and I definitely want to give as much um, credit as possible to um, Noah McDonald and to his team because they did such a great job and I want them to receive as much exposure as possible. It's not too often that we have uh, new songs coming out in the church. So I especially appreciate them and doing this. So this is a few things I wanted to outline with that and to keep in mind. So without further ado, I want us to go ahead and get into our first episode of our podcast this uh, this evening. It will be published this evening, so I'll go ahead and re refer to it as the evening. Um, this is something, again, I've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. And, and then one other thing before we officially get started, for those that do not have access to podcasts, now, if you're listening to this, you obviously do. But if you know someone that may not be too familiar with podcasts or may not have the accessibility to to get the podcast, um, what I've been doing is I've been setting up 
am planning for my timeout Mondays, which is a devotional I recently just started back up. But unlike what I did in Deming, I have decided to use the timeout Monday to talk about what we're going, a brief synopsis of what we're going to discuss on Tuesday. The podcast will be released every Tuesday. There'll be a new episode every Tuesday, and most episodes will average around 30 minutes. Now, there will be times where a topic might need to go over, or we might have to continue a topic on to the other week. And during those times, the episodes could be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. So I pray that you'll be able to gain quite a bit from what we're going to be talking about today and in future episodes as well. And so, with that in mind, talking about the timeout Monday, yesterday, on yesterday's timeout Monday, I discussed that today we're going to be focusing quite a bit in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, looking at verses 5 through 8. Joshua chapter 1, 5 through 8. The Bible reads, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The context here is Joshua. He has taken over as leader of Israel. Um, I want to reword that, the human leader of Israel. God is the leader of Israel, but Joshua is the human leader of Israel, representing God and what God expects of his children and what God expects of him, of him himself, Joshua. And when you think about the tremendous pressure that Joshua had to be under, it, it was enormous. And granted, today, none of us are going to be called to be put in this position of us leading a nation to conquer a promised land. That time has come and gone. However, I want to focus on the wording of what is mentioned in this passage. Because so often I hear, especially as a minister, I get asked a lot of questions for, regarding life in general. And probably one of the biggest myths that I've heard a lot during my ministry is the myth that things get easier once you become a Christian. Things get easier once you become a Christian. And to be honest, that is a yes and no statement. As far as yes, it is true, and no, it's not true. In what ways is it true? In ways that it is true, there might be some things that... Um, individuals who have done certain sins, especially sins that they might have hid from their family, hid from everyone but from God, practically, that 
they have been struggling to hide and they might be have might have had so much trouble in trying to keep it a secret and coming to Christ and understanding the need that they have to put that away, that would make someone's life easier and not having to hide, not having to deceive, but simply in obeying God, and they've given up something that's been a burden on them. At the same time, it's also a false statement. Because life does get harder. Let's not focus on the sins that might drag us down and might that we find ourselves trying to hide from our friends and family. But what about the sins we enjoy? And when I say sins, I'm not just referencing the things that are in direct violation of God's word, but I'm also talking about things that are not necessarily sins, but they have been taking the place of God. A um, number of examples we can think of, things such as sports, things such as education, work, a lot of innocent things that are not in and in themselves bad, but they have the they have the uh, the possibility of taking first place in our minds and in our lives. Oh, we neglect sometimes that Jesus told us in Matthew six thirty three to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We want to seek everything else. First, and then seek God. We want to seek everything else first, then seek out the kingdom. We want to put God and the kingdom, his word, in second place. And actually, to be honest with you, for put it in second place would be a compliment by man's standards. Because I think if we're more honest with ourselves, we probably put those things more in fourth, fifth, probably in some some of us, if we were really honest with ourselves, probably somewhere in 10th, 11th, or 12th place. The fact, I don't even think God gets top three or top five in a number of us today, which is really sad when you think about it. But the reason why I chose this passage to discuss about the uh, living the Christian life and that the Christian life is not always going to be easy is because, yes, the context is not in reference to one living a life under Christ. This was way before Christ had came and walked on the earth. And, and this was still during the time when the Mosaic Law was in effect and that time period was taking place. And um, the conquering of the Promised Land was about to take place as well. I want to focus on the wording because the wording is something that we need to keep in our minds today. And a lot of the wording can be found in a number of uh, New Testament passages as well. But I want to focus on 5 through 8 for the majority of this episode and talk a little bit of one other passage of scripture in, in Matthew chapter 5. But think about all the pressure Joshua is going to be under. And that he's already under. But God had told him, you know, just as I, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. This is a very, very important, important message for Joshua and for us as the Christians today. So often we think, we think that God forsakes us. We might think that something bad in life happens, so we get the temptation to think that God has abandoned us, that we are all on our own. And the truth is, it's easy to feel like that. 
it's easy to feel like that there has been an abandonment of God, of no hope whatsoever. But we must keep in mind that this promise that God gave to Joshua is the same promise that he has given to us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. But we must keep in mind that we can leave him, that we can forsake him. And we're not going to understand why everything in our life happens as it does, but we must learn to put our trust in God. I think of verses such as Hebrews 11.1, 1, talking about how faith is the evidence of things not seen. And many times we acquaint this to things talked about in scripture not seen, and which that is, in its context, I strongly believe what is referring to here. But how many times do we have faith in the things not seen and what happens in our lives? And the things that we don't understand of why something is happening or why something has taken place. The faith that we should have in God should be so strong that no matter what happens, that we will hold on even tighter to the Lord our God. Now, that's easier said than done. There's the temptation to not want to do that and want to take things on our own. And we have to be careful not to do that. So in keeping that in mind, we must keep in mind that promise that God will never leave nor forsake. And that should give us the courage to live the lives that God wants us to live, even if it means it's going to get hard. So many of us in the country, we in the United States, we don't know what hard is. But we still face hardships. Peer pressure is still a very powerful thing. As we continue, I want to look at verse 6 again. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Now, I know that this entire verse, actually, yeah, this entire verse in context is not in relation to us, in relation to Israel and conquering the land. But I want us to focus on those first four words. Be strong and courageous. Joshua had to do this in order to conquer the land. And not only did he have to do that, but his strength and his courage had to come from God. And him as the leader of Israel, his faith in God is going to be an example to those who are to those that are following him to also follow and to have their strength and courage in God. When we think about things that happen in our lives, how often are we so quick to trust in our own judgment and in our own courage? And when we do that, a lot of times it fails. It may not always fail immediately, but it will fail over time. You know what will not fail? If our strength comes from God and our courage comes from God. Now, we might not feel worthy of it. We might not fully embrace it, but we have to get stronger and more courageous in God, in Christ, every single day of our lives. Be strong and courageous. That's true. But who are we to be strong and courageous in? In God. In verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. He is encouraging him 
that Moses commanded you these things, keep in mind the things he's commanded you, then again, just as in verse 6, be strong and courageous, that strength and courageousness coming from God. Verse 7, realizing too that yes, Moses had taught him, but where did Moses receive it from? From God. Everything in this passage ties into God. And he commands him, do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Do not go to the left or go to the right. And this was a very important thing for Joshua to keep in mind. Because he needed to know that the following of God's commandments required him to have not only a pure mind, not only to be strong and courageous in the Lord, and to not... And to keep in mind that the Lord will not leave him or forsake him, but he needs to have enough faith in God that even if he gets the temptation to go to the left or to the right, that he can say, you know what, God, he knows what he, I know what he expects of me and I need to stay on that. And again, easier said than done, but so often, how many times do we find ourselves wanting to go left or to the right? You know, think about 2 Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, and thinking about how careful we are to be with the word of God. That's one thing I often hear from Christians that I think is... I, many of them, I think, are sincere, but we have to realize that we must be sincere, but we must be sincere in God. One thing I hear so often from Christians, and it's a little sad when you think about it, is they'll say, well, are you sure we have to follow this particular verse? Are, you, are we sure this command is for us today? And... I'm not talking about legitimate concerns that are brought up. I've had discussion with people who have asked, and they've done a lot of study on their own, and they really are genuinely wanting to know if something they found in Scripture or that we do is for us. And it's a good study. I learn a lot. They learn a lot. And so those are not the people I'm getting at with this particular uh, thing that I'm saying. What I'm getting at is for those that find a command too difficult or something they don't want to follow. Um, it's really sad because I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, well, I mean, I know the Bible says that this is something that shouldn't be done, but I really enjoy it. Do I really have to give it up? And, and I'll look at them and I'll, and which... You know, I'm not saying this is coming from someone who thinks is so much more high and holier because there's times, I'll admit, I've had that thought too. And thought to myself, is this something that really God's going to really care about? Or, you know, I'm sure God can just let me brush it under the rug. But the thing about being a Christian, and as the verse we mentioned near the, near the beginning of when we were talking in this podcast of Matthew 6.33 of seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. That, that's an important thing because when seeking first means that there's certain things that we will have to cut up. 
either cut out completely or rearrange in priorities. Again, we talked about those innocent things that are not sins in and themselves, but are things that could easily take the place of God being first place. Which, that's the thing that we have to realize too. The Christian life is not easy because we have to put God in first place. And sometimes I wonder, and this is not an accusation of any kind, but at times I wonder if we as Christians, if we, what we've done is, have we ever truly put God in first place? Have we ever truly done that? And the reason I ask that question, because if God is in first place, and something else took it from first place, there would be a sorrow to want to get back to God as soon as possible. Now, this is not to say that someone who's genuinely had him in first place, that it's not to say that they would never fall away, or that they would never turn from God, or would put something else in front of him for a long period of time. I'm not saying that. We're human. We're going to make that mistake. But sometimes you do have to ask yourself, how many of us have actually, truly put God first so that when something else takes its place, we are so sorrowful, we feel so horrible that we dare put something in front of God that we want to correct it as soon as possible. And I think times we take advantage of the fact of what God has done for us and we forget that we owe Him our life, our service to Him. And I know we talked a lot about how to live the Christian life as far as being strong and courageous in the Lord and keeping in mind what God has told to Joshua and how we can use that in our own lives today as well. I want to continue on again in verse 7, encourage you not to go from the right hand or to the left, similar to the idea that 2 Timothy 2.15 is given. But in uh, verse 8 of Joshua 1, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. And I know some who've taken that last part out of context and trying to fit it in modern day applications and and again, contextually, this is in reference to Judah, uh, to uh, Israel's rather, Israel's conquering of Canaan, the promised land that was promised to Abraham and to his descendants. And so, I don't want to focus on that last part too much, but I do want to tie it in into a little better perspective of how we can look at that in a modern day concept. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. It's not easy to open your word, open the word of God, especially when the busy lives that we live, it's easy to forget. But if God is a priority, we will make it a priority to study. And we're human, so I know there we're not always going to keep to a schedule. But this is something that took me a long time to recognize. Schoolwork with children, parents, and even for those of us adults who go to school or are currently in school, we make it a priority to get the work done. 
we make it a priority for our children to learn. Think about our jobs. We would dare not think to miss a day of work unless we have gotten permission beforehand or if we weren't feeling good. And even if we weren't feeling good, we would try to make some attempts. The rational person would try to make some attempts to contact their boss so it would not make them look bad. But in opening the word of God, we a lot of times we think it's just an option. We think that we know enough. Or we... Even worse, we think that we don't need to learn anything from God's Word, that what we know about God is good enough. And that's not the attitude we should have. We should want to study God's Word every day. We, want, we should want to have a uh, crave God's Word. If we don't crave God's Word, it can't be forced to you. You have to have a craving for it. You want to want it. And you want to have that, want to not only want God's word, but also to learn more about it. I get, tell, I get told so often that the Bible is so hard to understand. And in some aspects and in some parts of scripture, it is. If you're someone that has never really opened God's word and you open up in the middle of the Bible, yeah. It can be hard, but that's why I encourage you to just start anywhere and contact. I'm not saying I'm the only one. There's a number of people on Facebook or um, you can contact and which in one podcast, we're going to talk about resources that um, you, the listener, can go to if you want to study God's word more and get more understanding about God's word itself. But... I want us to keep in mind this as we talk about meditating on God's word day and night. I brought up all these things, and I know it sounds like I've been pretty hard on mentioning about being in the Lord, our strength and our courage being in the Lord, remembering the Lord will never leave us, and keeping in mind what God expects of us. And I know I said at the beginning that this is about the hardships of a Christian. And so you might be thinking to yourself, okay, you said it's about the hardships of a Christian, so why you mention all these other things? Because I want us to keep in mind that, yes, the Christian life can be hard, and there's times that it's more hard than we want to admit. But I want us to prepare ourselves to be ready for those hardships. Because I, this podcast is not going through and addressing why people go through this and go through that. Because one, I don't have the answers. And two, the idea of this podcast is yes, it's a hard life for the Christian. But there is a way to weather through it. And that is in God and in God alone. And again, I want us to uh, reemphasize what we looked at in verses 5 through 8. Um, you know, I will never leave you or forsake you in verse 5. Be strong and courageous, uh, verse 6. In verse 7, um, to do not turn from the law to the right hand or to the left hand. Um, in verse 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And, you know, this is the thing. This is for Joshua, someone to lead God's people. 
And yes, many of us will not, well, actually none of us will ever be in that position that Joshua's in. But do you know who we have a responsibility to lead? Um, for parents, we have a responsibility to lead our families. Elders have a responsibility to lead the church. Not lead it in a way against scripture, but lead it in a way that is pleasing to God. And keep it in check with God's word and not with man's opinions and man's word. And you know, you might think, okay, well, I'm not a parent. I'm not an elder. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a deacon. So, how can this apply to me? Well, the thing we have to keep in mind is... You, this may not apply to you in that aspect, but you must remember that we do lead our lives, our own lives, to God. We are responsible for ourselves. We are So we have the responsibility to take ourselves and to learn more about God and for take ourselves and to be more strong and more courageous in the Lord. I want to conclude this podcast looking at Matthew chapter 5, looking at verses 13 through 16. 13 through 16 of Matthew chapter 5. Now, um, I usually wait during sermons for people to turn in their Bibles, but I'm going to go ahead and read. If you need more time, just pause and, and you can get to it until you get to it. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works. And give God, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's a very important thing to realize. Give glory to God who's in heaven. That is so important and so amazing to realize that we're the salt of the world, that we are the light of the world. And these are important things to keep in mind because when you realize what those things are saying, that is giving us indication that the hardships we face as a Christian, whether it's from giving up of certain things or, and I especially want to keep this in mind, things that we should give up but we don't want to, we need to keep in mind that nothing, even the things we don't want to give up that's making our Christian life hard and difficult, nothing comes between, nothing is, nothing comes between the glory that we will receive being in God. Let me reword that. Nothing should come between that. We are so valuable to God that nothing on this earth, no matter how pleasurable, no matter how good it feels, how good it is, or, or any benefit physically, none of that can come close to the value God sees in us. He saw so much value in us that he sent his only begotten son to die in our place. As I conclude these podcasts, one thing you'll notice that I will be doing is that I will be offering what's called, uh, I don't know if invitation will be the right word, but as far as how we often use the term invitation, but I would like to, maybe I'll offer a different kind of invitation. 
I invite you to study more. Next podcast, next episode, next week, we're gonna. I'm going to be mentioning a email address that I'm going to have set up. That if you have any questions, to email it. And I'm, I'm, I am also considering creating a Facebook page just for the podcast, so we'll keep that updated as well. But I want to offer an invitation to study more, to know what God's Word says. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have never obeyed the gospel of Christ, now you might hear this term and might not fully understand what that term means, Matter of fact, there could have been a number of terms I used tonight that you might have no idea what they are. And tonight, I want to discuss a little bit of that term, obeying the gospel. We're going to discuss it more in a future podcast, but I at least want to put the idea out there so you know what it is that you're looking for in scripture. And maybe even use it as a starting point, or maybe even use it as thinking to yourself, hmm. Maybe I never heard that before. I need to find out more. If you hear the word of God, and we see that in Romans ten seventeen, and and again, we're going to discuss this more in a future podcast episode, but if you want to write these verses down, I encourage you to do so. Um, if you believe what you've read or what you've heard, in which passages we that I like to refer you to is Hebrews 11, 1, and also in verse 6 as well. If you believe and you're willing to repent, uh, we talked a lot about the difficulties of trying to live in a way that is pleasing to the world and pleasing to God, and that cannot work. We cannot serve two masters. We have to love one and despise the other. And so, you know, so that means you got to change. And like I said, that could mean getting... uh, um, leaving and stopping doing, stop doing stuff that is contrary to what we see in Scripture, or rearranging priorities so that God will be first in our lives. And after doing that, in which the verse I like to refer you to that is Acts seventeen and verse thirty. And perhaps after doing that, you you know you've done that. You now have to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. And and looking. At that, I'll like to refer to you to Matthew 10, verse 32. Now, that verse is not necessarily the same confession that I'm referring to here, but I want you to look at that confession that Christ talks about there because it may not be in the same context, but the confessing of the name of Christ is something that you're not just going to be doing, right? After you decide to repent, it is something you will be doing either through your mouth or especially through your actions. Your actions will show if you are confessing the name of Christ and are truly living up to the to what it is to be a Christian. And perhaps, you know, you've done all of those things, but there's one thing still that's needed to be baptized for the remission of your sins. And I like to refer you to Acts 2 and verse 38. Now, like I said, I'm throwing a lot of verses, a lot of terms at you. And if you have any questions, I'll have an email address set up next week. So you can email and talk to me. And every and at the end of every all of these podcasts, we're going to discuss what it is to, to obey the gospel and offer this invitation. So I encourage you to look at these terms and to look at the scriptures that are offered and to study and to look for yourselves. Any questions you have, 
feel free to contact me after next week when I give out the information on the next podcast. Um, I went a little over 30 minutes, but I was thinking, I was trying to do 30 minutes of actual content and not including the uh, theme, the title, and all the information I wanted to mention as far as uh, what all to expect from the podcast. I wanted to get that all knocked out the way, so future episodes are actually going to be at the 30-minute mark, give or take. Some might be a little less, some might be a little more, but I had a lot that I needed to get out as this being my first podcast, so I am so thankful you all have tuned in to this first episode, and I pray that we would... uh, that I will be able to have many more episodes and to talk on a number of topics and to discuss what the Bible says through this medium. And so thank you all again for tuning in to Love Transform Resources. If you free me from the shame.